0: Hey, Birdland. How are we doing? So, this week's episode, I will cover three more series and talk about my experience in Delmarva, as I got to meet number one prospect Jackson Holiday, Creed Willems, and Maxwell Acostas. If you don't remember, Creed and Max were both on the podcast. If you haven't listened to that podcast, you should go listen to it. They're both amazing podcasts. Some cool stuff is coming too, so pay attention near the end. This week's series is We'll be talking about the Oakland Athletics, the Chicago White Sox, and the Battle of the Beltway. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, and let's get into it. Before we go into the Oakland Athletics series, the O's were 4-5 and going into the series, and it could have been 5-4 and if McKenna would have caught that ball. But he didn't, and it happens. Next thing I want to cover is the Homer Hose and the O's new celebration. Yeah, they don't use the home run chain anymore. Um, So here's what the Homer Hose is, described by Kyle Gibson, Orioles pitcher.
1: We want to make sure that it's... uh... You know rebranded a little bit uh it's a homer hose not a uh a dong bong so it's a homer <laughs> hose um just like as a kid you know you go out back you take a drink from the water hose after you play outside playing wiffle ball so uh, we've got a turn the water faucet on celebration when you hit a uh, single we've got a sprinkler when you hit an extra base hit and then it's a homer hose when you hit a homer. So, just so you guys, uh, we know that we that we get that straight.
0: So let's get into the first game with the A's. Enough talk, you know what I mean? So in the top of the first, Ryan Nota of the Athletics walks with one out. Uh, Kyle Gibson though picks him off for the second out. Then he walks Alenmus Diaz. Ramon Laureano triples. Diaz scores, and it's one nothing Athletics. But besides that. The Athletics didn't score They get out of the inning. Bottom of the first. It wouldn't take the Orioles long to respond. Sed or Cedric Mullins would start the inning with a walk. Adley would fly out for the first out to left field. With one out, Sed steals second for his fifth steal of the year. Fifth steal of the year? In, that's, this is the 10th game. This is fifth, that's crazy. Uh, there was a throwing error to second, though, which moves Mullins to the third base. The next at bat, Mounty Magic would strike. As he homers to left for his third home run of the year, making it 2-1 Orioles. Dude, Mountie is a beast. Mountie is oh, he's amazing. Okay. Uh, Anthony Santander, then singles. Austin Hayes would fly out to left field for the second out, and then Ramon would pop out for the third out. So let's move on to more highlights. So bottom of the third here. Uh, Seti flies out to right field for the first out. Adley goes yard on a fly ball to left field. 3-1 Orioles. Mountie strikes out the second out. It's okay. Mounty's had better days. You'll see. Mountie is amazing. And in the future of this podcast, you will see how good he is. <laughs> I mean, he, he's amazing. And then Santander flies out to left field for the third out. In the bottom of the fourth, the only thing I want to talk about is Ramon Urias getting hit by a pitch. Ramon is a tough cookie. And you will see why I add this at bat later in the episode. But with that, the bottom of the sixth, Mountie flies out, Santander pops out to first baseman. It reminds me, he reminds me of Chris Davis, really. He keeps trying to swing for power. And I would talk about this after the series, but he keeps trying to swing for power. And last year, like he didn't do that. And I think that's why he got a lot more home runs. Um I think he's focused a lot on more home runs. And I think he needs to just focus on getting hits, and the home runs will come. Then Homer Hayes, or is it Homer Hoes? Yep, Austin Hayes, solo home run. Urias and Frazier walk, but Mateo grounds out the first on a play that was upheld after the Orioles challenged it. We go to the top of the seventh here. Jace Peterson double, wild pitch by Kyle Gibson, and Peterson goes to third. Gibson strikes out Kevin Smith for the first out, Brian Baker replaces Kyle Gibson and strikes out the next two batters. To get to thank God I'm a country boy. <flege> Fiddle and some 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 Cakes on the griddle. Yeah, I don't know the song by heart. Um, bottom of the seventh. McKenna strikes out on a foul tip into the catcher's glove. Mullins was called out on strikes and argued with the umpire and got thrown out. He didn't really argue. He just gave him a look and turned his back. My opinion is whatever umps make bad calls, but the ump was Malachi Moore. Um, He's known to be a good and bad ump It depends Depends on the damn guessing And then Adley strikes out So let's go to the top of the eighth here Two defensive subs And CNL Perez came in for Brian Baker Baker went 0.2 innings So two outs uh, Zero hits Zero runs Zero earned runs Two strikeouts 5.06 ERA at that time Defensive subs Vavra replaced Mullins, and McKenna went from right field to center field. My opinion is, why do these substitutions in the eighth when you are up at that point to 4-1, right? And it doesn't really make sense in my eyes. Hyde had to see something that could benefit the Orioles, though, but I couldn't tell you what that was. You'd have to ask him. Bottom of the eighth, Mountie flies out for out one. Santander strikes out for out two. Austin Hayes comes through with his fourth double of of the season. Uh, Urias has an RBI single, which Hayes scores, so it's 5-1 Orioles. Then we go to the top of the ninth, and Bautista replaces Perez. Perez went one inning pitch, two hits, two strikeouts, 3.38 ERA. Jace uh, Peterson had a single. Then Bautista came in, got three straight strikeouts to end the game. So Bautista's stats, one inning pitch, one hit. Three strikeouts, 1.93 ERA, and that was the first night of the Homer hose. Let's now move on to game two of four versus the Athletics. So, Mount the Castle, O's history. Game two of the series, O's lead 1 0. Grayson's home debut, and I got to see it. How lucky am I? This was my favorite game of the season by far for Major League Baseballers. When it comes to like minor league, it has to be Delmarva because it's been the only minor league game I've been to this season. So in the top of the first, Tony Kemp walks, Grayson's first major league walk given up. Ryan Oda fly out. Jesus Aguilar strikeout. Grayson's first strikeout. Let's go. It was awesome seeing that. Brent Rooker single. Scores Kemp. It's one-nothing A's. And then Jace Peterson strikes out for the third out. Bottom of the first, though. Austin Hayes has his fifth double of the season. Richmond flies out to right field. Austin Hayes tags up and goes to third. Um, that's the first out. Mounty sack fly, but that's RBI counter one. You'll see why I'm doing an RBI counter in a second. Orioles tie it one-to-one with two outs, and then Santander strikes out for the third out. In the top of the third, Kemp grounds out for the first out. Ryan Noda singles. Jesus Aguilar. So, dude sucks. Like, couldn't hit when he was on the Orioles either, but he still can't hit. Uh, two outs. Yeah, he sucks. It was a strikeout. Um, Brent Rooker single. Ryan Oda to third. Jace Peterson single. Nota scores. Rooker to second. 2-1 Athletics. Kevin Smith strikeout. That ends the top of the third. Now let's go to the bottom of the third where the O's just keep striking back. The comeback cardiac birds. Jorge Mateo singles on the ground ball to get the lead runner on. Then there's a sack bump by Mullins, but Mateo easily gets in the second. Mate, uh, and that was the first out, Mullins at first. Uh, Mateo steals third. That's his sixth stolen base, which is insane. Austin Hayes strikes out. Adley walks. Mounty single scores Jorge Mateo and brings Adley to second. That's uh, Mounty's RBI count at two. Ties the game at two. And then Santander strikes out again. Um, let's go to the bottom of the fourth. Ramon Urias walks. James McCann doubles. Ramon scores. 3-2 B more. Let's go. Wild pitch uh to Gunner and McCann goes to third. Gunner Henderson ground out. McCann doesn't advance with an out, though. Uh Mateo is up, but it's into a fielder's choice and is safe at first as McCann is out at the plate. Like, why do you go? Like, I don't know why he goes to the plate. That's Beyond me, probably a third-base coach, um, but I thought it was pretty dumb. Uh, then Seti grounds out to second baseman Tony Kemp, and he throws to first baseman Ryan Noda for the third out of the inning. Top of the fifth. Ryan Nota walks. Jesus Aguilar sucks again and strikes out for the first out. Uh, Brent Rooker walks. Noda to second. Mound visit for the Orioles. Jace Peterson draws a walk, and Rooker goes to second as Noda goes to third. So, yeah, bases loaded. And I'll say this later, but I should have a bases loaded count because there's so many times the O's have had bases loaded or their opponents have had bases loaded. It's just crazy. So, in the fifth, Austin Voth replaces Grayson Rodriguez, which I'm fine with, but why both? He is not good. Rodriguez, in his first debut at Camden Yards, went 4.1 innings, pitched 6. Uh, six hits, five runs, and this is because Voth gives up some runs that were Grayson's runners on base, so it's charged to Grayson. Um, five earned runs, four walks, six strikeouts, uh, six point seven five ERA. Kevin Smith then knocks a single on a ground ball to Hayes. Noda scores, making it three to three. Rooker to third, Peterson to second. Bases are still loaded. Connor Capel grounds out to Mountie. Rooker scores, making it. Four, three, Athletics. Though Peterson the third, Smith the second, and that's the second out of the inning. Uh, Shea Langoliers hits a fly ball to left field, and it's going, going, gone. Three-run home run makes it seven to three, Athletics. See, doesn't both suck? If you don't think both sucks, he then gave up a single to Esther Ruiz in the right field to Santander. You think both doesn't stink? You said. How about a Tony Kemp single bringing Ruiz to second? Mount Visit Oils. Thank you. So are you going to take him out now? Oh, of course not. Ryan Oda comes up to the plate. Oh, boy. And oh, my God. It's a strikeout to get out of the top of the fifth. Thankfully, he gets out of the fifth. Oh, my gosh. That was a stressful inning. Bottom of the fifth. Hayes single. Adley single moves Hayes to second. Let's go. Mount Visit Athletics. The magic number is 4, as Noni hits his 4th home run of the season, and it's 7-6 Athletics now. Let's go back in the game, baby. Uh, that's The RBI count is at 5 right now. Santander walks, Mount Visitor Athletics, Pitching Change Athletics. That doesn't really change anything, though, as Urias hits a single, moving Santander to second. Pinch hitter Tan Vavra will replace James McCam, and then Vavra would fly out to first, um, for the first out of the inning. Yeah, I just had to take a drink there. Uh, Gunnar Henderson then strikes out. Come on, Gunnar. You got to hit. Uh, and then Mateo pops out to third. And that is the fifth. Then let's go to the top of the sixth. Vava stays in his DH. Then a pop out. Fly out. Fly out. Three up. Three down. Uh, for the, what is it called? For the athletics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Athletics is such a boring name, I literally forgot the name for a second. The bottom of the sixth, Athletics pitching change. Seti strikes out for out one. Hayes comes up to the plate. The pitch is thrown. You hear the sound of the crack when the ball hits the, hits the bat. Um, from that sound, you can tell the ball is gone. It's all tied up at seven apiece. Let's go! Regman comes up after the smack of double on a sharp line drive to center field. And then Mountie grounds out for the second out. Santander walks. Then there's a man in first and third with Urias up. But Urias strikes out to end the inning. Then we go to the top of the seventh, right? Pitching change. Brian Baker replaces Austin both. Finally, maybe a little too late, both uh, went 1.2 innings pitched. Four hits, two runs, two earned runs, one strikeout, one home run, ERA 10.50. Um, if that tells us anything, Voth sucks. That's, that's all it tells us. Kevin and Smith fly out. Um, then Connor Capel grounds out to Gunner and throws it to Mounty for the second out. And Shea Langoliers caught out on strikes for the third out. Uh, and that's the end of the, the top of the seventh. Bottom of the seventh. Magical inning. Okay, this was a magical inning. When I tell you it was magical, it was, it was magical. Um, the athletics pitching change. What a joke. It won't help. Pinch-hitter Ryan McKenna replaces Vavra. All for Ryan McKenna to strike out on a foul tip. Gunner walks. Um, And actually, I'm not really mad about Gunner walking, though, because Gunner walked a lot in uh, triple A, double A, single A, and then he started hitting. Um, In Aberdeen, like, (sighs) Aberdeen's weird. Players, like, don't hit well in Aberdeen. It's happened with Gunner, it happened with Kierstead. Like, it's just weird. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't blame Gunner for walking, and I'm not mad about that Gunner walk. Uh, Mateo was hit by pitch and moves Gunner to second. Then Mullins pops out to first base, infield flyable, two outs. A's pitching change again. Austin Hayes then doubles, but scored as a single on a fly ball to center field. Um, Gunner Henderson scores. And it's 8-7 Orioles. Jorge Mateo to third. And Hayes is at second. A's pitcher intentionally walks Adley. Since they gotta be scared of the GOAT. This is where the magic happens. Mountcastle would tie Orioles' history in this play. This pitch is thrown. And as the ball hits the bat, the ball keeps flying. It's going, going, gone. Mounty Grand Slam. It would be 12-7 Orioles. That was all Mountcastle. And Mountcastle's fifth home run of the season. And I do have live sound for this. So, here we go. Okay, so here is live sound from the Mountie Grand Slam. You're going to hear my voice, and I think it's cringe. So, cringe warning. Um, If you want to skip ahead, feel free to skip ahead. Uh, But (laughs) here we go. Yeah, I told you. It was cringe if you listened to it. Santander would then strike out to end the inning. And I feel like that's just a sad way to end the inning after a grand slam. But, yeah. Um, In the top of the eighth, as Melanie comes out, the fans give him a louder ovation than they did for Hayes early in the game. And when Hayes hit that home run, I feel like it was just us in the outfield just giving him a standing ovation. Not everyone. Um, it could have been everyone, but that's what I thought personally. Um, besides that, Ryan McKenna stayed in the game, and there was an Orioles pitching change. Danny Coulomb came in for Brian Baker. And Danny Coulomb, I'm actually starting to like here, not going to lie. Um, Baker, though, went one inning, zero hits, zero runs, zero earned runs, one strikeout, 4.26 ERA. Besides that, nothing was scored in the top or bottom of the year. Top of the ninth, Orioles pitching change, Glaspie replaces Danny Coulomb. Danny Coulomb went one inning pitch, zero hits, zero runs, zero earned runs, zero walks, three strikeouts, and at that point a 0.00 year. Coulomb struck out all three batters he faced. Uh, Bautista was also throwing in the pen just in case. And I really don't get why they have Glaspie being a closer two. It just scares me, really, because he can be on and off. Jesus Aguilar singles and the ground ball to center field. And who was I surprised? I didn't know he could hit. Um, Brent Rucker line out to Gillespie, which was the first out. Aguilar goes to second. I didn't know he could go to second and be that fast. Like, come on now. Uh, Jace Peterson doubles. Aguilar scores somehow. 12-8 Orioles. Uh, Kevin Smith called out on strikes for the second out. And then Connor Capel strikes out. Third out. And that is the game. Orioles win it 12 to 8. Gillespie goes one inning, two hits, one runs, one earned run, zero walks, two strikeouts, 6.23 ERA. And Brian Baker gets the win. Mountie, nine RBIs. And that covers Grayson's home debut. Um, that grand slam, like, I feel like it took a lot away from Grayson's home debut. And Grayson did not do terrible on his home debut, but he does better uh, later in games that have happened later that you'll hear in this podcast. Um, Grand Slam and I was there. That is crazy. I just still find that crazy and still, till this day, it makes me stoked. April 12th, series lead, 2 nothing Orioles. Can the Orioles continue their dominance and go 3-0 on the Athletics? Or will the Athletics try to make it 2-1 and win the series the next game? Also, Dean Kramer starting. We go to the top of the first here, and Tony Kemp is up. And he doubled on a sharp line drive to right field. Ryan Nodal then lines out to Adam Frazier, but Tony Kemp goes to second, goes to third. So with one out, Tony Kemp is at third. Ramon Loriano then gets hit by pitch. Uh, Brent Worker guess what happens? A three run home run. 3 0 athletics. The Athletics are starting strong. Jace Peterson grounds out to Frazier over to Mounty for the second out. Two outs. So, Frazier is second. So, second to first, basically, for the second out. Olegmias uh, Diaz flies out to McKenna in center field. And, yeah, McKenna caught the ball uh, for the third out. Um, in the bottom of the second here, Ramon Urias singles. Gunner walks. And, again, I'm not mad about that. Ramon goes to second. Uh, Mateo doubles on a ground ball to left field Tony Kemp. And Urias scores. Henderson rounds the bases and goes to third. 3-1 Athletics. Frazier lines out to shortstop, and that's the first out. McKenna sack fly. But remember when McKenna dropped the ball? Brent Rooker did the same thing. I guess, I guess it's common now. Uh, Henderson scores. It's 3-2 Athletics. Jorge Mateo to third. McKenna to first. Hayes grounds out into a 6-4-3 double play, and that's out 2-and-3. And And now we go to the top of the fifth. Carlos Perez, home run, and that's not seeing out Perez. That's his first of the year on a fly ball to left field, and it's 4-2 Oakland. Tony Kemp grounds out to Mounty for the first out. Ryan Oda, the master of walks over here, takes another walk. Orioles now visit, but they don't do anything yet. Moon Loriana walks, and Ryan Oda goes the second. So then there's a pitching change, and Mike Bauman replaces Dean Kramer. Kramer went 4.1 innings pitched, 5 hits, 4 runs, 4 earned runs, 2 walks, 1 strikeout, 2 homers, and a 9.49 ERA at that time. Kramer is known to give up home runs, and that's totally fine. But give up solo shots and not 3-run home runs so your offense can keep you in the game. Um... Then Brent Rooker, 6-4-3 double play for the outs, 2-3, which is awesome. From a home run to a double play, that's awesome. Uh, top of the 6th, McKenna took his time and Peterson tagged up, and this stood out to me, and I didn't like how he took his time. I think he should have been a little faster. Um, I think he was, if he was a little faster, he would have had a better shot. Bottom of the 6th, Gunner had three pitches he could have swung at. Three! And he didn't swing at one of them and got struck out looking. Come on now. Swing, Gunner. Swing, Gunner, Gunner, Gunner. Swing. Like, Come on now. Um, top of the seventh. Carlos Perez. Yeah, not see you now, Perez. Carlos Perez. Grounds out. Eminem or Mateo DeMounti. uh, One out. Pitching change. Keegan Aiken replaces Mike Bauman. Bauman went two innings, two hits, zero runs, zero earned runs, zero walks, zero strikeouts. Uh, zero home runs, and a 1.35 ERA at the time, which is pretty good for Bowman, if you ask me. Um, then, Tony Kemp singles on the first baseline. Noda strikes out swinging for the second out, and Loriana strikes out for the third out. Now we go to the bottom of the seventh. Mateo strikes out for the first out. The freeze or Adam Frazier, singles on the line drive in the left field. Athletics pitching change. Pinch hitter Cedric Mullins replaces Ryan McKenna. Then, passed ball by the catcher. The phrase goes to second. Said singles on the ground ball into the right field, and Fraser scores. It's 4-3 athletics. Austin Hayes grounds out. Third base to first. Said to third. Two outs. So, Hayes got out there, but said goes to third. Uh, clutchman or Rutschman. Singles that score Said. The game is tied up at four-piece. It's 4-4. Mountie grounds out to the third baseman who throws the first. And that ends the inning. Let's go on to the top of the eighth. Brent Rooker, single into the left field. They put a pinch runner on, Estory Ruiz, who came in. Uh, then Jace Peterson singles on a fly ball to center field. And Ruiz goes to second. Orioles pitching change. Cionel Perez. Not Carlos Perez. Cionel Perez. Replaces Keegan Aiken. Keegan Aiken went 0.2 innings, three hits, two runs, two earned runs, zero walks, two strikeouts, and an ERA of 8.31. Two of the runners on base were scored later, which that is why it will be charged to Aiken and not Perez because Aiken put those runners on base. Uh, Jesus Aguilar sacked fly, one out, and that went to Hayes. Ruiz scores, Peterson the third, 5-4 A's. Pinch runner Nick Allen replaces Aledmias Diaz. Kevin Smith is out on the sack bunt to Mountie for the second out of the inning. But Peterson scores, making it 6-4, Athletics. And Allen the second. Carlos Perez, ground ball to center field, single. Nick Allen scores at 7-4, Athletics. Come on, pitching. Let's go. Pick it up, buddy. Uh, Tony Kemp grounds out to Mountie for the third out. And he's out of here. Uh, bottom of the eighth. The eighth have a bunch of substitutions and a pitching change. Gunnar Henderson has a two-out single. Nothing else happens. We go to the top of the ninth now. Ryan Nota single to center field. Ramon Loriana singles to right field, Nota to third. Ruiz singles on a ground ball to left field, Noda scores, making it eight. Loriana goes to second, actually, and making it eight four athletics. Loriano ends up stealing third and Ruiz stole second. Nick Allen line out for the first out. Orioles pitching change again. Yeah, our pitching is atrocious. Gillespie replaces CNL Perez. Perez went 1.1 innings, five hits, two runs, two earned runs, one walk, 5.40 ERA. Gillespie would end up getting Jesus Aguilar to hit into a double play. Jesus is terrible. Uh, where Garner stepped in third and threw it to mounty and only pitched 0.2 innings, so that's not bad. The bottom of the ninth. No scoring happened, and the O's would lose the third game of the series, 8 to 4 to the Athletics. Keegan Aiken would also end up getting the loss, as he is now 0 1 on the season. Orioles lead 2 1 here in the series. This is the final game of the series, game four. Can the Orioles get the series win? Can the Athletics tie the series? Oh, or more magic happen? <laughs> wink, wink. Um, the pitcher for today's game on April 13th was Cole Irvin. In the top of the first, Esri Ruiz doubled to left field. Ramon Loriana would fly out to right field to Terran Vavre. Um, Ruiz would go to third, but they'd be one out. Brent Rooker sack fly to left field Austin Hayes. Ruiz scores. It's one nothing Athletics, So, but there's two outs. And then Jesus Aguilar strikes out because he sucks. Um, now let's go to the bottom of the second here. It's still one nothing. Garner Henderson hit by pitch. Austin Hayes would single in a line drive to right field. Gunner would go to second, though. So, manor first and second. Frazier would line out for the first out. Taryn Rover would single to right field. Henderson to third. Hayes to second. Bases are loaded. Ryan O'Hearn, who got called up from Norfolk earlier that day, then hit a single, scoring Henderson. Hayes, around third to score. And Rover to third. 2-1 Orioles. Let's go! Mateo sack fly. Rover tags up. It's 3-1 Orioles. Let's go. Mullen singles, but then Brent Rooker makes a great diving play on an Adley lineup to make a diving catch to end the second. And this play was beyond amazing. Like, it was a very good play. So give credit to Brent Rooker there. Top of the third with one out, Nick Allen singles to left field, Tanvavra. Vavra. Ruiz hit by pitch. Nick Allen goes to second. strike strikeout for two outs. Brent Rooker. Three run home run. It's four three athletics. Um and then Aguilar would ground out for the third out because he f- sucks, as I keep saying. Um bottom of the third. The Mountie magic, baby! Mountie home run. Ties the game at four. That was his sixth on the season. Henderson doubles on a sharp line drive to right field. Austin Hayes singles to center field. Henderson the third. Frazier singles to right field. Henderson scores. Hayes to third. 5-4 Orioles. Vavra walks. Frazier to second. Bases are loaded again. What does loaded count really? Like 5-6? Something like that. It's, it's crazy. Um, O'Hearn's sack fly to center field. Hayes scored. And Frazier to third. 6-4 Orioles. A's pitching change. Mateo grounds into a force out. Mateo out at first. Frazier scores. Vavra out at second. So it's a double play. Out 1-2. and two, But it's 7-4 Orioles. Um, Mateo steals the 7th stolen base of the year, and the Mullen strikes out swing. 7th stolen base. That's this early? That's crazy. Top of the fourth. With two outs, Carlos Perez singles on a line drive to center field. Shea Laganlayers walks. Carlos Perez goes to second. Nick Allen walks, and bases are loaded. Oh, my God. Bases loaded again. Esther Ruiz. Singles, Perez scores, Langelis scores, Nick Allen the third, it's only 7-6 Orioles now, and Ramon Laureano got a force out to end the fourth. Let's go on to the top of the fifth. Austin Voth will replace Cole Irvin, as Irvin went four innings, five hits, six runs, six earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts, one home run, 10.66 ERA. Oh my god, Irvin. On Friday afternoon, the fourteenth, they sent Irvin down to Triple A. Thankfully, this was a terrible outing for him. Uh, both gave up a solo home run though to Brent Rooker. who Brent Rooker was the A's player of the series, hundred percent. It's tied at seven now. Aguilar would strike out for the first out. Diaz would line out to Vavra for the second out, and then Kevin Smith lines out to Tan Vavra for the third out. Bottom of the sixth, Mullen stole second for his. Sixth? Yeah, sixth. I looked at that and I was like, what the heck? Sixth? That's crazy. Like six stolen bases already um, of the year. That's all that happened, though. In the seventh, Brian Baker replaced Austin Voth as Voth went two innings, three hits, one run, one earned run, one strikeout, one home run, ERA 9.00. Top of the eighth, Danny Coulomb replaces Brian Baker. Baker went one inning, one walk, one strikeout, and an ERA at that point of 3.68. Top of the ninth, Felix Bautista replaces Daniel Coulomb. Coulomb went one inning with one hit and two strikeouts. You're a 0.00. Now let's go to the bottom of the ninth.
2: And that ball is belted. Right center field. Adley Rutschman sends us home with a walk-off homer.
0: It's really crazy to think, but that was Adley's first ever career walk-off. Um, that is pretty crazy. Uh if you're wondering, the Gatorade color that was poured in him was blue. People wonder about that. So notes for the series. Santander's trying so hard to hit Homers. Like Santander just swing the bat. Last year he swung the bat, right? And Homers would go, he'd get singles, he'd get doubles, he'd get triples. Um I think he's so worried about home runs, home runs, home runs after last year and the World Baseball Classic. And I think he has a lot of pressure on him. Again, the World Baseball Classic could have tired him out a little bit, but never know. The Dong Bong, it came out. Or the Homer hose, you know. We call it, we call like to call it the Dong Bong. It's funny. Um, Mountie is the king of the castle. Nine RBIs in that one game. Mountie has six home runs. So Mountie's amazing. He is crazy. Uh, Both isn't that good, and he gives me anxiety to the roof. Grayson's debut was a success overall. The Grand Slam and I was there, that's awesome. Uh, Here's my opinions on Gillaspie as a closer. So I don't know, to be honest. He's not the best, but if the Orioles are winning by four runs, I see why they put him in because who else would they put in? Uh, You wouldn't really put Bautista in with four runs um, because Bautista comes in, whatever, three runs or lower, in my opinion. Um, Adley Clutchman. And I ended up wa- watching this walk-off home run in class. So. But Adley's first-ever walk-off home run in his career is crazy. Uh, Brent Rooker and Esther Ruiz are Orioles' colors killers. I say colors. What the heck? Killers. Um, tripping on my own words over here. And then the Orioles win the series 3-2-1. Let's go O's. Going into the series in Chicago against the Chicago White Sox, the O's record would be 7-6, so one game over five hundred. In this three-game series, on April 14th, Tyler Wells would be the starter for game one. In the bottom of the second, with one out, Jake Berger would get a pitch right down the middle of the plate, and it's a solo shot, and it would make it one nothing White Sox. Going into the series at Chicago versus the White Sox, the O's were 7-6, so one game over five hundred. Tyler Wells would be on the mound today for game one of three. In the bottom of the second, with one out, Jake Berger would get a pitch right down the middle of the plate, and it's a solo shot. It was a meatball, and it's 1-0 White Sox. In the bottom of the sixth, Elvis Andrews would double on a line drive to left fielder Austin Hayes. Andrew Benintendi would be up next and single to center fielder, uh, center field, my bad. Now, let's go to the top of the seventh, as the White Sox still have a 3-1 lead. The White Sox would have a pitching change, and Gunner would walk. Hayes would strike out for the first out. Pinch hitter Jorge Mateo would come in for Adam Frazier. With Mateo batting, Henderson gets the second on a balk. Then Mateo would walk. It rhymes. How cool is that? Um, and then another White Sox pitching change. A pinch hitter, O'Hearn, replaces Urias. O'Hearn would fly out for the second out. Vavra single on a soft ground ball with the shortstop. Henderson to third. Mateo to second. Bases are loaded. Yeah, again. Mullins walks. And then Henderson scores making it 3-1 White Sox. Adley's daily double to center field. Mateo rounds the bases and scores. Vavra scores. Mullen scores. It's 4-3 Orioles. The Orioles take the lead for the first time in the game. Then, Mountie grounds out to shortstop Elvis Andrews, who throws to first for the final out, but after the O's strike for four and take the lead. Bottom of the seventh. Defensive position changes for the O's. Gunner goes from shortstop to third. Mateo remains in the game as shortstop. O'Hearn remains in the game as right field. Right field to second base for Vavra. This is a lot of defensive changes for the late innings of a game, but it shows how Hyde tries to win every game, which I love to see. C.O. Perez will replace Bauman. Bauman went 0.2 innings pitched, zero hits, zero runs, zero earned runs, one walk, two strikeouts, and an ERA of 1.23. Then, Perez pitched 0.1 0.1 innings, getting a ground out, and giving up a walk and a double with a 5.14 ERA. Yanier Cano would replace CNL Perez. Cano would get a double play to get out of the inning. The White Sox challenged it, but the call on the field didn't change, and it was the end of the inning. Now for the top of the eighth. In the top of the eighth with two outs, Austin Hayes doubles for a sixth double of the season. The double landed in the center field. Jorge Mateo would then double to left field, and Hayes would round the base to score and increase the Orioles' lead to 5-3. The third double in a row, when O'Hearn doubles to center field, Lewis Robert Jr. is getting a workout there in center field from the Orioles' bats. Mateo would come home, making it 6-3. McKenna is the pinch runner for O'Hearn, and then Vava would strike out for out number three. In the bottom of the eighth, it it'll be three up, three down. Now let's go to the ninth. Can the O's win, or will the White Sox come back? In the top of the ninth, there was a White Sox pitching change, and then Mullins had a single and a 7th steal of the season, and Mountcastle would have a 2nd steal of the season too. But besides that, nothing else happens exciting in the top of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth, Orioles pitching change. Felix Bautista, or the Mountain, replaces Yenier Cano. Cano went 1.2 innings pitched, 1 strikeout, no hits, no walks, and a 0 ERA. Bautista got 2 straight strikeouts swinging, first in his Monte Grandel, and then Lenin Sosa for out one and two. Oscar Colas would walk. Elvis Andrews would then strike out swinging, and the winning pitcher would be Bauman, who at that point would be 1-0. The save, Bautista, 1.35 ERA, and the O's would win the game 6-3. to Game two against the White Sox was on April 15th. The Orioles led the series 1-0, and I was actually in Ocean City for the series, so like I caught glimpses of the game, but not the whole game. In the top of the third, this is where Jorge Mateo would start his hot streak, in my opinion, uh, as he slams a solo shot to left field to make it 1-0 Orioles. Cedric Mullins also had a double and later in the inning stole third for his eighth stolen base of the season. That, that's crazy. In the bottom of the fir- fourth, Andrew Vaughn singles on a ground ball to third baseman Urias with one out. Monty Gondal doubles to center field, Andrew Vaughn to third. Jake Berger sack fly to right field, Santander, for the second out. And Vaughn tags up to score to tie the game at one apiece. Oscar Colas would ground out to Mateo, who would throw over to Maloney for the last out of the inning. Now let's skip ahead to the bottom of the fifth. With one out, Elvis Andrews would walk. Benintendi would then double to right field, and Andrews would score, making it 2-1 White Sox. Louis Robert Jr. would then reach first base because of a fielding error by Jorge Mateo. Like, come on now, Mateo. Weren't you supposed to be the Golden Glove? Maybe that's the why you want the Golden Glove? I don't know. Uh, ben and would go to third. Andrew Vaughn would then hit into a 5-4-3 double play to end the inning. Now, top of the sixth. Anthony Santander, first home run. Let's go. It's tied up at two. Boom. Austin Hayes would have a walk, and there'd be a White Sox pitching change. Adam Frazier, or the Frazier would single on a ground ball to right field. Hayes, the second. Okay, so I call Frazier the Frazier, and I spell it F-R-A-I-Z, but is that the right spelling? Let me know in the comments below what you guys think. Ramon Urias would walk, and bases would be loaded. Again, I should have had a bases loaded counter. Like, How crazy would that be? The amount of times the bases have been loaded for the Orioles or the opposing team this year is crazy to me. McCann would strike out, more like McCann, that would be the first out. Mateo would single on a line drive to left field, Austin Hayes would score, Frazier to third, Urias to second, Orioles up 3-2, and the bases are still loaded. Then there'd be a a White Sox pitching change, and then Mullins would get walked, and the Orioles take a 4-2 lead, and it's still bases loaded. Adley would then ground into a 6-4-3 double play, but not before the Orioles take a 4-2 lead. Bottom of the 6. Eloy Jimenez would walk. Yasmani Grandel would line out. Jake Berger would have a home run again to make the score 4-4. And it was a solo shot. Or actually, it was a two-run shot, my bad. Orioles pitching change. Danny Coulomb would replace Kyle Gibson. Hell of a performance by Gibson. Uh, Gibson went 5.1 innings pitched, 7 hits, 4 runs, 2 walks, 1 strikeout, 1 home run, and a 4.18 ERA at that time. Coulomb would then get a ground out and then a fly out to end the inning. In the top of the 7th, there'd be a White Sox pitching change again. Mountie would pop out. Santander would pop out for the 2nd out. Hayes with his first triple of the year to center field. Then Frazier will. Remember when I talked about Ramon getting hit by a pitch earlier in the podcast? He got hit by a pitch again, but this time it was worse. Here's what Brandon Hyde had to say about it.
1: He is uh, under concussion protocol right now. He's going to be doing some further testing. So a pretty scary, scary moment. When I went there, his eyes were open and um, obviously he looked extremely rattled. And uh, But him, him walking off is uh, definitely positive.
0: After the hit by pitch, Gunner would enter the game as a pinch runner for Urias. O'Hearn would replace McCann as a pinch hitter, and O'Hearn would walk, and that would bring Hayes into the plate to make it 5-4 Orioles. Next play was a ground out by Mateo for the third out of the inning. Now in the bottom of the seventh, Elvis Andrews would single, Benintendi would strike out swinging, there'd be a pitching change as Brian Baker replaces Danny Coulomb. Coulomb went one inning, one hit, one run and a 1.35 era the white Sox ended up tying the game in the bottom of the seventh at five and the game would go into extra innings so since the game went into extra innings there wasn't any other scoring basically so i'm just gonna give you the pitching results up to the 10th so brian baker went one inning and one hit with 3.24 era at the time perez came in at the bottom of the eighth with one out and went 0.2 innings With a hit and a walk, and his ERA would be at 4.70. Perez finished the 8th. In the bottom of the ninth, Yenier Cano would come in, who just came up from Norfolk. Cano would go one inning with two strikeouts and his ERA would still be at 0.00. Let's now skip to the top of the 10th. Remember, in extras, there is always a man on second for each team to make the game go faster. The man on second is the guy that got out last in the inning before, unless there's a change. Uh, White Sox would have a pitching change, and Gunnar Henderson uh, is put on second. Jorge Mateo would have a sack bunt, which brings Henderson to third, but Mateo was out at first. Mullins would then walk, and Rutchman would force out, so Mullins was the force out and got out at second. So Rutchman was at first, and Gunnar scored, making it 6 5 Orioles with two outs. Mountcast would then fly out to center field to end the top of the 10th. In the bottom of the 10th, Logan Gillaspie would replace Yenier Cano. Eloy Jimenez would start uh, at 2nd for the White Sox. There'd be an offensive substitution pitcher under Romy Gonzalez who would replace Jimenez. Yasmane Grandal doubles to left field, and Romy Gonzalez would score making it 6-6. Another offensive substitution as pinch runner Sebi Zavala... Would replace Ysmani Grindel. Jake Berger would single in a line drive to left field and Zavala the third. Orioles would have a mound visit. Oscar Colas would have a walk off single and the White Sox would win game two seven to six and tie the series at one apiece. Gillespie would have the L and go one O oh and one on the season. April 16th, game three, Chicago White Sox, Baltimore Orioles. This is the rubber match, as the series is tied at one. Grayson would need to figure out the first inning, as he gave it four runs in the first, and it was Grayson Rodriguez versus Dylan Cease. Cease was the runner-up for Cy Young last year, no doubt, and Mullins also had four RBIs in this game. In the bottom of the first, Luis Robert Jr. would walk, Andrew Vaughn would single on a line drive to right field, Gavin Sheets, Larry Sheets' son, would have a three run homer, making it 3 0 White Sox. Aloy Jimenez would strike out swinging. Jake Berger would have a home run, making it 4 0 White Sox. Come on, Grayson. Oscar Colas would walk, and Sebi Zavala would grind into a 6 4 3 double play. In the top of the fourth, Adam Frazier would then single to center field. Hayes would strike out swinging for the first out, but Fraser would steal second for his third stolen base of the year. Henderson would single to left field as Frazier went to third. Mateo would have a sack fly to right field, but Fraser scores with two outs. Vava reaches on a fielding error by third baseman Jake Berger. Finally, Berger does something that helps the O's. Henderson to second. said then triples, sharp to left field, which is a two-RBI triple. And scores Gunner and Tarrant to cut into the lead, making it 4 3. Adley would then fly out for the last out of the inning, and we'd go to the top of the sixth now. In the top of the sixth, with one out, Gunnar Henderson would walk, the walk master. Mighty Mateo would single on a ground ball to right field as Henderson went to second. Vavra would ground into a force out, so Henderson would go to third. Mateo was out at second, and Vavra goes to first. Sed would walk, Valverde to second, bases are loaded again. Wild pitch, Henderson would score, Valverde to third, Moore's a second, it's 4-4, four, four, the Orioles tie it up at four. Four straight runs, oh my god. Dylan Cease would intentionally walk Adley Rutschman. That's got to be Adley's second or third intentional walker day this year, which I find amazing. And Mountcastle would then pop up for the third out of the inning. In the bottom of the sixth, Mike Bauman would replace Grayson Rodriguez. G-Rod went five innings, six hits, four runs, two walks, eight strikeouts, two home runs, and a 6.91 ERA. Once he figured his stuff out, it seemed like he got away, way, way, way better. Um, In the top of the eighth, Mateo had a sharp double to left field, and that was the third double in the season for him. There'd be an offensive substitution pinch hitter. Ryan McKenna would replace Tan Vavro. Mateo would steal third base and that's his eighth stolen base on the season. McKenna would walk, and there'd be runners now in the corners. Mullins would single to center field. Mateo scores to make it 5-4 Orioles. Five straight runs unanswered. McKenna goes to second. Adley walks, and the bases are loaded. After that, there'd be another White Sox pitching change. Aaron Bummer, who was a bummer for the White Sox, came in. Melanie out. McKenna scores. 6-4 Orioles. Mullins is out at third, Adley the second, Mountcastle the first with an out. Santander singles. Oh, yeah, I'm a fan, Tander. Uh, the ball went to right field. Adley scores. Mountcastle the third, seven to 7-4 Orioles. Frazier would line up the third for the second out, and Hayes was called, stri- called out on strikes for the third out. In the bottom of the eighth, Austin Voth would replace Mike Bauman as Bowman went two innings, one walk, one strikeout, zero hits, an ERA of 0.96. There are no hits or runs given up in the bottom of the eighth. In the top of the ninth, there was a White Sox pitching change, and Mullins will have an RBI single that scores Gunner to make the score 8-4 Orioles. In the bottom of the ninth, Bautista, or the Mountain, replaces Austin Voth. Voth went one inning with two strikeouts and an ERA of 8.00. Bautista went inning with a hit in a strikeout to end the game, and his ERA ended up at 1.17. The Orioles would win the series 2-1, and the pitching winner would be Bauman, who would be 2-0 on the season. Here are my notes for the White Sox series. Grayson needs to figure out the first. Of course, he's new in the majors, so it will take him some time, but after the first inning on April 16th, Grayson really came into his own and started playing by his pace and pitches. Eight strikeouts is pretty crazy for a rookie. Santander's first home run finally only took 14 games in six innings. That's a lot of games, in my opinion. Kyle Gibson had a great game, um, and either him or Mateo had to be my player of the series. The Birds of the Shore, highlights and the game I went to. On April 15th, I went to the Shorebirds game in Delmarva and got to meet Creed Willems and Max McCostas. Oh, I didn't mention this, but I also got to meet the Orioles' number one prospect, too, Jackson Holliday. The Shorebirds sadly lost 9-6 to to the Cannonballers, with their pitcher giving up one in the first, four in the second, and four in the third. What's weird is the Cannonballers were the White Sox um minor league team, and we were playing the White Sox that week, so it's a little odd. Uh, Holiday and Creed had some powerful at-bats, though, even though they didn't hit any homers. So I am going to play some of the sounds from the at so I can hear how powerful the at were Okay, so here are the two videos and these videos were taken by me. Here is Creed Williams A nice, solid double in the center field. Um, Creed would go two for four with two runs, two hits, and one RBI. Um, and now I'm going to show you the hit from Jackson Holliday. And this was another hard hit ball. Holliday went two for four in this game and one walk. A nice double to left field, and his helmet would also fall off. Let the hair flow, Jackson. It really reminded me when his helmet came off. It reminded me of when Garner had his first home run in Cleveland. Garner's helmet came off and, like, let the hair flow. Kevin Brown said something like that. Um, But yeah, it really reminded me of that. On April 16th, I wasn't at the game, but Creed Williams had a home run and Maxwell Costas had a home run, so shout-out to both of them. Both of them are amazing, amazing, amazing players and people in their respect. Um, they also lost 5 540 Cannonballers on the 16th. Again, shout-out to Creed, Maxwell, and Jackson. All of them are so nice and took time to talk to me, sign baseballs, and take pictures with me. If you have the chance, go to Delmarva. Go to DeMarva, especially when Jackson is down there because it'd be pretty cool to get a Jackson signature if I were you. Um, it was for me at least. Uh, on April 17th, it was a day off for of the Orioles. And then the 18th, the Shorebirds won 11-6 to 6 with 10 hits. What's also crazy is the Shorebirds play like five to six games in a series when the O's play like two to four. So it's a little odd, but it's just how the schedules work out there. In the minor leagues. To finish off the road trip, the Orioles would go to Nat's Park in Washington, D.C. for the Battle of the Beltway in a two game series. The O's were 9 7 going into the series, and the game on April 18th, they won 1 0. The pitching, the win would go to Dean Kramer, who's 1 0 in the season now, as Kramer went 6.2 innings, four hits, six strikeouts, and his ERA went to 6.16. Coulomb went 0.1 innings, 1.29 ERA. Cano went an inning with a strikeout, 0.00 ERA. Bautista went an inning, one hit, 1.04 ERA. And here is the scoring highlights. There was only one run, so that's the only highlight I'm going to give. In the top of the fourth, Austin Hayes had an RBI single and Mountcastle scored. Hayes tried going to second and got out, but one nothing Orioles. And that is the game on April 18th. April 19th. Can the Orioles win their first series or will the Nationals win this game? Kyle Bradish would be back from injury and better than ever, as he would get the start against the Nationals for Game 2. If you don't know who the Nationals are, they are the team that's logo looks like the Walgreens logo. The first two innings were scoreless, so let's move to the top of the third. But before we go to the top of the third, got to go to the bottom of the second to talk about a defensive substitution that would really benefit the Orioles into winning this game. In the bottom of the second, there had to be a defensive change because Mateo got injured running the first base in the top of the second. This injury would be a left hip discomfort. And here is what Brandon Hyde said after the game.
1: Good, And uh, we've seen him before, they um, pitched well against us last year as well. We just ended up having a tough time hanging contact against them. So um, give him credit, he threw a really good game. Is there has been a carryover from the last three games that you've seen in the play, Maybe some that's c- kind of cropping up in all three that is kind of giving you guys off balance, uh, we're just not scoring many runs. So it's a uh, tough time getting base runners, um, we did the first night here. We had an opportunity uh, with a lot of base runners late in the game. Um, in the last two days, just not not much offense, and so um, if the Yankees coming in, got to move on from this one and be ready for more. Give an update on Mateo. Yeah, so he's got a left shoulder and chest contusion. Uh, the X-rays were negative, but uh, he is day to day at this point. Do you feel like you might have to make any uh, player movements with with him day to day? I mean, you had a lot at of injuries, this team. we we don't. But if things progressively get worse, um, maybe. But right now, the X-rays were negative, and so. Um, we'll see you tomorrow. What do you see from Tyler Wells today?
0: So, I think that if the injury gets worse, they could bring someone up like a Westberg, which would be cool. Um, once Mateo went down, I really thought someone from Triple A might come up, like Norfolk. So, we will have to see what happens. But Brandon Hyde said that wouldn't happen at this point. So, in the bottom of the second, Ramon Urias would switch from second. To third and I'm really glad Ramon is back and Adam Frazier would come in to play second base replacing shortstop Jorge Mateo. Gunnar Henderson would then be moved over to shortstop since Ramon would go to third. Now we can go on to the top of the third. In the top of the third Gunnar Henderson would be the first person to bat as he would draw a walk to get the lead runner on base. James McCann would then come up and hit a line drive to left field as he gets a single and moves Gunner to third base. Mullins would be up next and draw a walk, which would load the bags. Hayes would be the next batter up, but it wouldn't benefit the Orioles as Hayes hit into a force out, but Hayes was safe at first since the Nats threw out Gunner at the plate. With one out, Adley Rutschman would come up to bat and be able to draw a walk, which would score James McCann, who advanced from second to third on the force out by Hayes. The Orioles would lead 1-0 and that would be all the scoring in the third. As we move to the top of the fourth, the Orioles would still maintain that 1-0 lead. Santander would be up first in this inning and do the same thing Gunnar and Alley did, which was draw a walk. The leadoff man was on again. Urias would line out for the first out of the inning, but who really cares as the man, the myth, the legend himself. Adam Frazier, came up to the plate in a lefty-lefty matchup and smashed the ball, giving the Orioles a 3-0 lead on his two-run shot to right field. That would be all the scoring in the fourth. In the bottom of the seventh, the score would still be 3-0 Orioles, and the Orioles would make their first pitching change of the game, replacing Kyle Bradish with Brian Baker. Bradish would go six innings pitched, five hits, zero runs, one walk, six strikeouts, and an ERA of 0.00. The next time the Orioles would have a pitching change would be in the bottom of the eighth as CNL Perez would replace Brian Baker. Baker would go one inning, no hits, no runs allowed. He also had two strikeouts and brought his ERA down to 2.89. Perez wouldn't last long in the eighth though as he struck out one batter and then walked the next two. Perez only got one out and would still have a 4.50 ERA. Perez hasn't been on the top of his game like he was last year, but Brandon Hyde decided to bring in one of his new favorite pieces, Yenier Cano, who's literally been on fire. Cano would come in to finish the 8th with giving up 0 hits while keeping his ERA at a perfect 0.00. Now, we can move to the top of the ninth. In the top of the ninth with two outs and nobody on, red-hot Ramon Urias would come up. Urias would reach base on a throwing error by shortstop C.J. Abrams. Urias would then advance to second base with a wild pitch. Frazier would be the next batter up and would Walk, making their man on first and second now. Henderson would be up at the plate next. You wouldn't expect a hit from him at this point of the game, but he had an RBI single that increased the lead to a 4-0 Orioles lead with Ramon Urias scoring the run. In the bottom of the ninth, with the Orioles up 4-0, Mike Bauman came in to replace Yannick Cano. Bauman would finish the game as he went an inning with a long one hit and striking out two batters. His ERA would also drop to an 0.87 as the Orioles got their first sweep of the year and improved to 11-7 and at this point, second in the AL East. So, my series notes, Kramer did have a pitching violation. He didn't get the pitch off in time. Uh, This season, I've worn my Jewish star necklace, if you didn't know I'm Jewish, um, when Dean pitches, and I forgot to last night. And as I couldn't find it, and he did better. So, like, when I didn't wear it, he did better, which is a little, I don't know. The superstition was broken. But Kramer and Bradish both had amazing outings. Both games, the Nationals couldn't even put a run on the board. And the Orioles finished their road trip 4-1. and one. The next three series that the O's are playing are the Detroit Tigers at Orioles Park at Canton Yards, the, April 21st through the 23rd, the Boston Red Sox at Canton Yards, the 24th through the 26th, and the to- Detroit Tigers at Comerica Park, April 27th to April 30th. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast as I put a lot of work into it. Of course, next week I will cover three more series and hopefully a little bit of the Orioles farm system too. Maybe Aberdeen this next time. We will see. I was going to have a signed baseball by Jackson Holiday giveaway, but since we didn't get to 200, we got to get to 250 now by next week's episode. Each week, when we don't hit the goal, it will go up by 50 followers. So make sure to tell your friends, share my posts, comment, tag, and do whatever so they can try and win that signed baseball. I will have a post coming out for that. I'm also going to the Orioles game on the 22nd. If you want to meet up, just DM me and let me know. Also, fun fact, so far this year, the Orioles are 6-0 and in opening series games. And with that, thank you for listening. And like I always say, go O's.